With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, there's something about protecting people's homes through Progressive that inspires me. Because I just had an idea for a book. Well, it was originally an idea for a movie based on a play inspired by a podcast. But the idea is how you can save when you bundle home and auto. Hmm, might not be the best idea for a book. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe a radio commercial? Guess we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to a special edition of the... Actually, low-key, low the improv was whack there, man. I tried to think of one on the spot. I'm going to tell you right now, we are not redoing this. You lost. Welcome you lost. to the Secret Tunnel Podcast. I'm here. No, that has nothing to do with basketball. What do you mean, bro? You Chris, lost, Agent. You Chris lost. Paul you sent lost. some guys to a secret tunnel. It has everything no. to do with basketball. You lost. You lost. All right. You was watching Tomb Raider last night, and that's the only thing you can come up with. You lost. No, Chris Paul, you, talk, you see what I'm talking about? We got to redo this, bro. We I ain't redoing nothing. No, no, we're not redoing nothing because then you'll think of another name. Hey, guys, welcome to a special edition of the... Damn, I can't think of it, yo. It's crazy. Oh, my God, you lost. We can keep... Hey, you know what? We can keep it secret tunnel. I'll be Chris Paul. You be Blake Griffin since you call the police all the time. Yo, uh, what up? What up, podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, aka Low. Like, like, uh, my man Blake Griffin. Yo, like, like my man Blake. Yo, shut up, Blake Griffin. Before I come over there through the secret tunnel, like you said. Shout out to my co-host Blake Griffin, aka Agent Zero. Like he said, this is a special episode. The trading deadline is literally a day away, so we're gonna get this popping with some of these I trades. Can't he just say, intercepted my yo, whole intro, say, bro. Yo, say what's See, up. Here's, here's say what's thing. up, Blake. You plan your intros, though. I don't plan my my intro. I just I do so, not plan my intros. Stop. I was gonna say space the floor, but I think that's an actual podcast. So I was gonna say three out, two in, but I was like, I already said four out, one in, one podcast. So I tripped there. All right, we do have a special version of the podcast. Uh, so we talked about it on the last pod. Me and Lo both came up with a series of trades we'd like to see, or we think is realistic at trade deadline. And so, uh, I, I don't know how you did it, but for me, I just looked at players on teams that you know need to move, and I tried to isolate those guys and get them on the move. So, uh, I tried not to include my Raptors, but unfortunately, they just happen to be in at least one of the trades that I'm going to be talking about here today. And we're going to post up these trades in our new subreddit that Lowe's about to create, because I'm too new to Reddit, apparently, so they won't let me do it. Uh, so, how are we going to start this off, Lowe? We're going to go with your trade, my trade, your trade, my trade. You want to go like that? Um, I feel as if you, since you lost the uh, corny name podcast. Oh, you plan your stuff, so I you could never. Lose I don't. You, what, bro? Go ahead and go, bro. Lo, Lo talked to me before the podcast. Like, oh yeah, I have some names written down. Head ass, yo. Wow. <laughs> like, you see what I'm talking about? All right, so I'll go first, man. Uh, I, yeah, go ahead, I, I'm go, not gonna bro. lie. I sat for a while trying to match and make to see. What would work and what wouldn't work. And some of them were realistic. Some felt like they were way out of left field. Uh, but I got some interesting trades, Lo. I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts about this. Now, this one here is a difficult one I'm going to be talking about first. It involves the Portland Trailblazers and the Orlando Magic. 
Uh, I did this trade because there's a specific player on the Trailblazers that has to move, and he hasn't yet, and his name is Evan Turner. So a $17 million a year salary for the next three years. Evan Turner is going to the Magic, and in return, the, the Trailblazers are getting Terrence Ross on a two-year $10 million. Uh, well, two years, $10 million a year. Jonathan Simmons and Aaron Aflalo. So it's almost like the Magic have so much depth and they're not really using him. And they also have a bunch of young guys like Mario Hazonia who are now getting more minutes who just need time to develop. It seems like they have a lot of young guys that could potentially leave uh, that I know are restricted free agents. But Orlando's in a weird spot. They're picking up Evan Turner in a new environment. And the Trailblazers, in return, get rid of that nasty contract and, and get a bunch of depth. That's what I had. Uh, um, and also, on the ESPN NBA trade machine, it doesn't let you use picks. So, uh, we'll have the screenshots on the subreddit, but I'll add in, like, a note for a first-round year or a protected pick or whatever we decide to do. But that was my attempt at moving Evan Turner. And I tried so long to find a team, and it seemed like the Magic have a decent amount of cap room. And this is really the only way to get it to work. So, what are, what are the Magic getting again out of this, outside of Evan Turner? They're getting Terrence Ross, Jonathan Simmons, Aflalo. No, 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 no. What are, what are the um, Magic getting? Oh, Evan Turner. That's it. They're not even receiving a pick? I was thinking about adding a pick, to be honest, but I feel like players like... Maybe Jonathan Simmons has potential, but a lot of those guys aren't even being used if you look at their usage rating. So, Evan Turner is a pretty decent scorer. I mean, he pretty shoots horrible percentages, but... Uh, it's not like a flalo Jonathan Simmons, and I'd say Ross has a pretty decent role on the team, are doing much anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. I just I just feel like if I am the if I'm the, the the magic, I don't know why I would need Evan Turner. Like the need for Evan Turner doesn't really make any sense, especially since they're not competing. If I'm competing, I need an upgrade, then I would go get Evan Turner. If I'm the if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I like it. You like get it Evan Turner if you're competing? That's the thing, Lo. There's no real situation in which Evan Turner is like a a piece. I don't that know. That's that's on you. I don't know why you but why you try to force a trade for Evan Turner. It's not. Players. It's not the force though, because the reason Evan Turner hasn't been moved yet is because the Trailblazers definitely don't want to give up a pick to move him. And so I don't want to make it an unrealistic situation where I'm just throwing away picks to make it seem like the deal would work. But I think it's a fair trade. Uh, you know, I just I just if you look at the Magic's roster, it's everywhere. And nowhere at the same time. So it just provides him a little bit of consistency. The reason Evan Turner got that massive contract was around the time the CBA was ballooning. And they felt like uh, he could be a really integral piece to the offense. So in a new environment, who knows? He might be that guy. Like Wesley got that huge contract as well. But I think it's a decent trade. It's probably my most conservative one. No huge pieces moved. But I figured I'd start with that one. The only one I have a question with is just why would they get Evan Turner? But... Outside of that, I, I understand where you're coming from. Ironically enough, though, my first trade, well, I decided to go with this because if we're going to stick with the Orlando Magic theme, I have an Orlando Magic trade myself, um, and it involves the New York Knicks. Now, the New York Knicks, they're going to receive Bismack Biombo, a player Ew. I have no idea why they decided to sign Bismack Biombo, but, you know. But, but, before you continue, do you remember when Biombo left the Raptors and everyone's like, Oh my God, Biombo's such a great player. He's gonna be such a pivotal person on that. I remember that whole conversation people had about how the Raptors are gonna plummet because Biombo wasn't there. Anyway, keep going. They said the Raptors are gonna plummet after Demar Carroll left, after Patrick Patterson. Left. <laughs> so that I mean, that's just 
you know, that's just old fashioned Raptor hate right there. But I have um Bismack Biombo going to the Knicks and in return Orlando is going to receive Courtney Lee and uh Willie Herman Gomez. Uh you can you can slap uh, I think a heavily protected first round pick, if not a second round pick in that transaction to Orlando as well. However, when it comes to Orlando, they're obviously trying to get younger while also adding some um a little bit more prompt, maybe adding a couple of draft picks as well and some more promise. They're going to have to eat the Courtney Lee contract, if not buy him out, because it's not like he's making that much money for the next two seasons. However, Willie Herman Gomez, a lot of people feel like he has a lot of promise and um, he's projected to progress pretty well. However, in the system that they run in in New York, there's no way he's really going to get that many minutes because he, it, it doesn't seem as if he fits well with Porzingis. You need more of a dominant um, rim protector who's more athletic than... Willie Herman Gomez, or even if not, then the time is going to take for Herman Gomez to, um, um, I feel like I'm saying his last name wrong, but y'all know what I'm talking about. For the time it takes for him to progress, maybe they're just not on the right timeline. However, Biombo, he's already signed for, th- for three years or two and a half years. He is who he is. He's a rebounding athletic big Man. who's going to, who's going to um, protect the lane a little bit better than Porzingis. It allows Porzingis to move around a little bit more freely defensively. Why would they pick up Biombo if they're already stuck with Joakim Noah, that's two massive. They're not. They're not using. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Biombo was especially if you make him a starter. That's not massive. But moving. I mean, moving forward. That's though, still massive, by the way. But keep going. I don't. I don't think it is. But moving forward after they. I mean, are you going to keep Enos Cancer because after this season, you're. Are you, what are you going to do? Start Joakim Noah. <laughs> but well, you could put possibly, but he's also on the trade blocks. So there's a possibility he moves, but I just don't. There is no CY. possibility that Joakim Noah is. Moving. I think if there's anything, this the Knicks need to do is get rid of Joakim and potentially get a point guard in return. I know they've been eyeing Kemba Walker and a few others. It just doesn't add up to me. I don't. I don't see well, why. I'm not unlike you. I'm not going to force a trade. Like I said, Joakim Noah is. That's not a being force, moved. though. Yo, it's not think a force. Evan Turner going to the Magic is a force. What you did is a force too, my guy. How was that a force? <laughs> Low. You just put two people. You doubled up on the same position. That means uh, it's approximately but Noah, 30 but million. But Noah isn't. You, you're saying. I understand what you're I saying. I get that. Up, but he's Noah's still on not the playing. Books. He's still on the books. So they have some hope that he can come back and still be a productive member of the team. I don't team. know. I, if, you, if you're if you hoping that Joe Kim Noah is going to come back and be a productive player, that's crazy. It's not crazy, crazy because they no, signed and made a commitment to him. And we knew when that commitment the was person made. Who's, every- the person who signed him is no longer there. I so understand I that. Know, I don't know why I, you think that he's going to okay, come back. Okay, but when Brian Colangelo left the Raptors and Masai Ujiri picked up, he didn't fire Dwayne Casey or move. He, he didn't do anything crazy aside from, of course, trade Bargnani, which we all agreed was a smart move at the time. As besides the point, Lo, you could come in with a different manager who doesn't want to blow up the entire team, right? Because that's a process when you blow things up. And I don't think the Knicks are in a position where they want to take a million steps back again because they thought they were complete. They thought they did that when they picked up Porzingis. I don't know, I don't know how, how you can say $17 million for a starting quality big man is taking a step back. He's not starting quality as a thing. And Evan Turner has I don't the know same how you $17 don't, I don't million. Know, I don't know how you... But even even if he's coming off the bench, that's not... I mean, it's it's a bit excessive for a bench player. No, you got to keep this in your, mind, Lo. The, the reason Biombo performed well on the Raptors... Is because they had two magnets in Lowry and DeRozan that attracted attention. So if you watch the games, and he did better as the season went on, but he's an offensive liability at the max, where 
He can shoot the mid-range really well. He definitely can not shoot the three ball. And so unless he's in the paint, there's no real reason for anybody to defend him. So it made everybody else's job on offense that much harder as magnets. So well, he doesn't one, have that same magnet with the Magic. And he definitely won't have that with the Knicks. All they really have is Porzingis. But that, so would, be the, but that would be the magnet, though. And, and moving forward, you could, you could, you could kind of move your, um, your contracts around. There's no rhyme or reason why they need Courtney Lee. Making eleven to twelve million dollars a year, especially since they just signed Tim Hardaway Jr. I, so I, I is, get that. I get that. So, so no, what I'm saying is that's that's definitely doubling up on a undersized two guard that's more offensive oriented rather than be, have some presence on a defensive end. And Courtney Lee's older. Bismack Biyombo. I'm not expecting him to be any type of offensive presence. The Knicks struggle when it comes to grabbing rebounds. Bismack Biombo, even right now with his limited minutes, is giving the Orlando Magic six rebounds in 19 minutes a game. So he's going to immediately be able to be effective while also being a rim runner, pick and roll while you have presenting space to floor. I'm not expecting Bismack Biombo to come in there and give them 20 points and start knocking down threes in mid-range. No, I'm just expecting him to be a double-double guy or a borderline double-double guy, give you around... 25 plus minutes, high energy, defender rim a little bit more so it allows Porzingis to not focus too much in the interior game so he can save his energy off for the offensive side. Because they really don't, I understand what you're saying. That's what Joe Kim Noah's supposed to be, but I've never seen Joe Kim Noah play outside of last year for the New York Knicks. All right, I agree. I think Joe Kim Noah fell off after the Bulls. And Biombo is what Joe Kim used to be that high intensity player, exciting guy to watch defensively. He's that guy you want under the rim protecting the basketball, so you help him there. I just something has to happen. There has to be like a part two trade where you get rid of Joakim immediately if that's the move you make. Uh, maybe even I don't. Make a I mean, to me, deal. to me, I don't know. What, I mean, I'm not like I'm not trying to force a Joakim. They just they're gonna be stuck with Joakim. And also to the people out there who are gonna say like the Knicks are good on on the boards. What I'm what I'm saying is next year because I'm assuming they're not gonna bring back Cancer once Cancer leaves who is a double-double guy right now, once Cantor leaves, you're going to severely suffer on the boards because it's not like Porzingis is a rebounding big. So you're going to have to replace that or potentially at least replace it. So why not just go ahead and put yourself in a situation in which you're going to be able nah. to, to get to get the type of productivity that you're looking right, for? Man. Um, I, just, I just know that that's a pretty immovable contract. If you think Evan Turner is tough, Biombo is going to be even tougher, really. I don't know anybody who has a tougher contract. Maybe then Tristan Thompson might be the most ridiculous one. Joe Kim Noah um, has a, Joe no Joe Kim Noah has a really and Mozgov also has a ridiculous. But anyway, besides the point, uh, we'll move on to my next trade. Uh, this one includes both the Raptors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I honestly think this is my favorite trade of all the ones I've made because it perfectly solves issues for both the Raptors and the Thunder. Uh, so the Raptors receive Stephen Adams in return. The Thunder get Jonas Valanciunas. CJ Miles and OG and Anobi. Now, we know the OKC Thunder are trying to win this year. They don't know whether Paul George is staying, leaving, etc. So they need to take their shot this year. And uh, to start the season, they had some struggles, but they've been slowly picking along and they've been on a pretty decent run the last month. So the Raptors get Steven Adams in return to lose Jonas, who's a player who's been on the block for the last couple years and they haven't found the pieces to move him. A lot of the teams asking for uh, that are. When Jonas is on the block, a lot of teams are looking for a first-round pick to come along with him. And so there were rumors last year he was going to get traded, but the Raptors weren't willing to give that pick. 
In return, they also get CJ Miles, who's a sharpshooter. But more importantly is OG Ananobi, who's been a, a starting small forward for the Raptors, locking down the best player on the other team. And so now that Roberson has went down, you get a player for the next four years getting paid $1.6 million. That is a bargain because he went late in the first round last year. A rookie, he's that guy. And on top of that, he has a decent three ball. And so where Andre Roberson was a liability, breaking free throws in the playoffs, and he was really just a lockdown defender, is OG Ananobi is more versatile and can still lock down. So the only thing the Thunder lose out on is Steven Adams, of course, his hustle. He sets phenomenal screens, and uh, he's kind of had that OKC identity. And in return, the Raptors finally find a way to get rid of Jonas and in return get a big man who I think is going to fit the team better. So this is such a W for me. I don't know why this ESPN trade machine is talking about how the Raptors are minus four and wins after this trade, but the Raptors have a they lot would, of depth. They would be because they would, they would lose out on a small four position. All right, but keep in mind, Norman Powell's been playing little minutes, and oh my God, he's not stop, as good defensively. Stop. I was about to say, let's please stop. Let's no, 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 but he's not as good defensively as the OG Ananobi loss, but he's better offensively and more versatile. So because they have so much depth, I think it's okay to sacrifice some. Although I love OG so much, and I hope he stays a Raptor, and this trade probably won't happen, I think this solves problems for both the teams. Let me tell you right now, this trade definitely will not happen. In that trade, OKC... They benefit significantly. Also, as a side note, for people out there who are listening, we will definitely disagree with each other for every single last one of these trades because we've <laughs> done we've done this multiple times, and the, the the result is exactly the same. We just disagree with one another. But okay, I don't, see, I don't see how you could disagree with this one though. It's no, so perfect because well, you're cause, no because you're ridiculous. OKC obviously benefits. They get rid obviously, of, but you got to keep in mind the only way to not the only way to trade Jonas. Is to, is to get a pick to go with him, right? And Steven Adams proved this year more than any other year that he belongs in the NBA. Of course, his contract is kind of heavy. Uh, but the Raptors keep... For how long have we been saying the Raptors need a new center or whatever, right? They have Pirtle as a backup. They even have uh, Lucas Naguera, who goes in and out of the D-League, playing some minutes when Jonas goes down. Jonas was injured in the last two playoffs, though. And... He's not really athletic. There's times Lowry throws a pass on a pick and roll. It's a dot, but he's not expecting it, and he fumbles it. So as much as I love him, you know, the Lithuanian beast Jonas Valanciunas, he's been on the block for a reason, and I think Steven Adams would be the perfect person to put on the Raptors. Again, let uh, me... Let me and, and they're all long, long contracts. Ananobi's four years, CJ Miles three years, and Valanciunas is three years. So it's not like the guy's going to be gone next year. This is the Thunder get the perfect shot at a championship, and the Raptors get above the one position they need most in return for some depth. Low, how the could Raptors, you disagree? Well, the, the, okay, so let's bring it back a little bit. OKC benefits that trade because, one, they get a, a better def- – or they get a defender and more depth at the perimeter, especially if Paul George leaves. Now they have another young piece coming in. They also benefit because they get rid of that Steven Adams contract, which is something you didn't bring up. Steven Adams, I agree. He's a quality player. I think a lot of people overlook his his input to the game simply because he doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. He's a nice screen setter. He rolls to the basket hard. He's a really good offensive rebounder, which is always great, especially when you have a team that struggles in a postseason like the Raptors. And on on the on the defensive side he does a little bit of it he does a little bit of it all as well again not a person that's going to get you a ridiculous amount of blocks 
However, on a pick and roll and things of that nature, he's definitely active uh, than I think a lot of people believe. However, the Raptors pick up Steven Adams, and even though, yes, I, I agree that they need a much more athletic big man to kind of fill in the lane, I feel like you could you, you should be able to find that easier, especially than spending 20-plus million dollars on Steven Adams, because that's how much he's making. If Steven Adams wasn't making that much money, then I would I might actually budge on this trade. But because he's making that much money, and because the Raptors already gave a lot of money to Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry last year, and the year before that they gave some money to DeMar DeRozan, we're talking about a significant amount of money tied up in four players, two of which are not even all-stars, one of which is Steven Adams, especially in today's but NBA. I don't necessarily know if you need someone like Steven In this Adams situation, the Raptors are saving $3 million. Uh, in total cap, because Steven Adams is 22, but Jonas himself is 15, on top of CJ Miles 8, on top of OG's 1.6. So they're saving money on what would have been long contracts regardless. Now, you can make an argument that OG, CJ Miles are easier targets to trade, but the whole point of putting those two pieces there was to make the trade more alluring for the Thunder, who otherwise wouldn't do a Steven Adams straight up for Jonas, they're, plus they're solves safe. the issue of Roberson going down. This not, is the old picture perfect, my guy. They're not really saving money. Yes, it's, it's less money, but they're still over the cap. And so because they're still over the cap, that means that financially they're not going to be able to budge moving forward. If you're going to stay over the cap, then you might as well just keep depth on your side rather than lose depth to get a player that, again, is not even an all-star. And I think Steven Adams, like I said, I think he's a really solid player. However, he's an all-star in the East. Oh, that's a stretch. However, especially since Blake Griffin just got there. In today's NBA, I don't necessarily believe that you need a player like Steven Adams. And even if you feel like you do, paying him $20 million a year doesn't make any sense. All right. Well, that's I don't know how it is for you in Atlanta, man. But in Toronto, you just have to pay players tough because taxes are crazy here. And, you know, compared to places like L.A. and Miami, the weather is brutal, especially if you're not from here and you're not used to it. So it's, it's just the way it goes. And I think... You know, I think you're looking too hard on the 22 million for Steven Adams. Jonas himself was 15 million. For six or seven million more, you're getting a player who fits the team that much better with the loss of depth. Anyway, we'll move I don't on even, to the next I honestly don't think he fits that much better, but I ironically have a, an OKC um, trade myself and targeting the Andre Roberson loss. Uh, I have OKC with the Utah Jazz. OKC receives Jarepko and Rodney Hood. While on the other hand, the Utah Jazz, they pick up Patrick Patterson and Jeremy Grant or Jeremiah Grant. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Grant. I know y'all know who I'm talking about. While also, um, the Utah Jazz are getting a first-round pick. So, uh, OKC picks up Jarepko, who basically does very similar things to Patrick Patterson. Someone coming off the bench, spacing out the the floor at the power four position. And then they're getting a shooting guard in Rodney Hood. That's going to be able to space out the floor while also giving you some athleticism. Not as much defense. I'm not even going to act like he's a better defender than um, Roberson. But he's definitely much better floor spacing than Roberson. He should be able to plug that in until Roberson gets back. Then on the other hand, we have the Utah Jazz. They're looking to dump Rodney Hood and get something in return for him. Why? Why would they dump the guy who just dropped 30 the other day? Well, because he's on a one-year deal. He only has one year left on his contract and they don't want to pay him 
the amount of money that he more likely will be receiving in the marketplace. And since they have, um, which I don't, I, my, in my personal opinion, I don't know why you just don't play playing at the three position. However, I do know that they, um, they just signed Joe Ingles. But why would you keep Rodney Hood if you now have Donovan Mitchell at the shooting guard position slash point guard? So he doesn't really fit on the team anymore, unfortunately. Um, again, I still feel like you can still fit him in there. But moving forward, since he's only on a one-year deal, there's no need to keep him. Whereas you can keep Patrick Patterson for another, yes, he's on a three-year deal compared to Jarepko's two-year deal. And you can still get Grant, who's a quality bench forward who's going to be demanding a little less dollars and then you can still get us a late first round pick also nah i feel like utah's taking the l here man i feel like utah's taking a massive l here just because somebody could potentially leave next year also as a side note rodney hood has not been playing good this year that means that's just the one game better than last year keep in mind last year he was hurt though yeah but but the times he was playing he was nice this year he was coming into it thinking he was gonna be straight Draft time comes around, they pick up Donovan Mitchell, and it changes things. But he's still performing all right, man. He's doing a decent... He's basically just filling in his role, and I think he has a lot of potential in the NBA. And you, you thought I was crazy for saying that on the last podcast. I just I didn't, don't think... I, ne- I never said that. I remember when you sat there and said that Terrence Ross and Rodney Hood are, were comparable players. I remember when you said that, though. Do you remember when, when just... Terrence Ross was a knockdown shooter and athletic dunker? Yeah, of course, that, there was a time where that could have been possible. Especially around the time he was dropping 51 points. But it's different times. Uh, Terrence Ross is now a role player on the Magic. And he just hasn't progressed the way I think a lot of people thought he would. But that's besides the point. Um, I, I agree with you that I don't think they should be giving up on Rodney Hood so easily. Because I, def- I definitely don't believe that... I feel like he could still fit on that team. However, because they gave Joe Ingles the amount of money that they gave him... There's no real fit for him on this team, especially for the amount of money that people are going to be paying him in the offseason. So why why end up losing him in the offseason when you can just get something in return for him? What's up? It's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in eighth grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball. And ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you you need contacts. Took me about 15 minutes right before I left for work, and we're going to save you $30 off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or use the enter code almighty at checkout. That's $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or enter the code almighty at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 20-20 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I also don't think Rodney Hood would be the best fit in OKC. I mean, he'd be alright, but... I was about to say, I feel like, I mean, he's shooting nearly 40% from the from behind the arc. It's the, it's the field goal percentage over the past two, really his entire career, that's been suspect, but he's a knockdown shooter, and he's he's athletic enough, and he has the wingspan and the height. But you just you just took a scorer, really, and you put him on OKC, where you know he's going to be the fifth or fourth option if he's lucky. What do you think he is right now in, in Utah? He's coming off the bench in Utah. I get that, but trust me, Westbrook is a very different situation than what they have going on with Utah. Westbrook is going to put up the shots, and they have stars there like Carmelo and Paul George, 
who are going to want to put up shots. You're going to have a guy well, there. But also, if, if you are if you are OKC, you don't necessarily know if you're going to have Paul George there next year. So what? Rodney Hood's going to be a replacement? Trust me, if Paul George leaves, Westbrook's gone, and that whole franchise is falling apart. What do you mean Westbrook is gone? He already signed a contract extension. I, I get that, but just like what we've seen with Dame, it's very, very challenging to build around stars in this league. And it's going to be a point where he starts to get aggravated. If Westbrook goes like three, four years with no help, they got Paul George now, they got Carmelo now. This is their chance to take a shot at a championship. And my trade was filling in the void defensively and providing some versatility. I just don't see how any sort of trade, putting Rodney Hood where Roberson is, Fills in a void and your Rebco, I guess. But you literally, you literally just—I mean, what's he doing between Rodney Hood and CJ Miles? But there's—I added. That's why I put in two people. CJ Miles is a sharp shooter. He's average defensively, and Ananobi is a decent three-point shooter, but phenomenal defensively. So it's like the yin and the yang there. On top of, of course, the Stephen Adams and the Jonas Valanciunas. But your trade doesn't really fill in the void that they're missing, which I think is all they really needed was a clampdown defender. They don't need more scoring. I'm sure they have enough of that. They're not in a struggle. You know, the team has enough offensive threats as it is. But anyway, again, like I like, I, like I said before, I don't. You don't necessarily know if they're going to have what's his name um, next year, Paul George. And if you don't have, they're not least, planning for next year. They're not doing that. If you're not planning for next year, then that's crazy. No, because some teams have to take a shot this year. This year is what counts. If They'll know Paul sorry, George is going to be back. I'm sorry. If their shot is OG and Anobi, who's a rookie, how is that planning for Don't say year? that shit, bro. Like, we haven't seen rookies ball out, man. <laughs> You're crazy. If you think if you think that they're trying, you think that OG and OG and Anobi is for okay. Right so now. you don't think OG is going to? You see Roberson in the playoffs last year. He was playing like a rookie. And you think OG and Anobi is going to play that much better? I know you remember him shooting the team out the game with those free throws. I know you remember him literally afraid to be left open for three because he and knew he was going to break think, that. You think that he's going to play that much better to where you, he's going to justify giving up on Steven Adams? On top of the fact that his contract is 1.6. <laughs> okay, but the whole, the, whole, the whole contract thing ha- is part, him being on a rookie contract and him being young and him having potential, that is part of... The bigger plan. You can't sit there and say that they're thinking about this year while also going after a young player in OG and I'm OB. sure they're not like forgetting that there's they have to be prepared. They don't want to do what the Nets did and fuck themselves over for the next foreseeable future just for a chance at something. But this is their shot, Low. They don't know if Paul George is going to come back. And if he doesn't, then we both agree their chance might have went from like 2% to 0 of beating Golden State because he plays a role like that. I'm gonna tell you right uh, now, OG and Anobi's definitely not making a difference on them winning or not. I'm gonna tell you that right but now. But he's not the he, alright, man, low. You just you just take it for what it is, man. I I, I might agree with the Jonas Yuribko. I don't even think Patrick Patterson is, is really a great three point shooter. I just he think has, he's he hasn't average. really been yeah, he hasn't really been playing that well. Either. So, you know, that might help out the team, but uh anyway, I guess I guess we'll move on, man. Uh so I'm gonna skip my second Raptors trade. Wow, you had two uh, Raptors trade. My God. What yo, a homer. I, what a homer. Bro. Yeah, you trying to build a super team low-key on, on the slot <laughs> and trying to give him Steven Adams. I tried so hard. Yo, love, for an hour and a half, I tried to make these trades. And the Raptors were just so easy because I know their needs more than anybody else because I watch him play. But uh, anyway, I have, I have one here involving the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. 
So of course there were some rumors going on that the Avery Clippers Bradley in the was Golden on Golden State. Oh my all right, go. That sounds trash, but go. <laughs> so there were some rumors that you haven't even heard the trade yet. You already declared sounds, this shit with <laughs> It sounds trash because it's not like you about to talk about some Avery Bradley trade. It sounds trash. I am. All right. So, so we heard that go. Avery Bradley is on the trade block and uh he has a pretty interesting contract, right? So of course lockdown defeats almost like a two way player. Uh, he hasn't been doing too hot this season. There's a good chance that Brad Stevens was the reason he was shining. But still, Golden State wants a shot at him. And I think that he would be a very integral part to that team. And keep in mind, when the playoffs come around, the rotation is going to be cut, right? So you don't have 10 people playing in the playoffs. Usually, he's going to drop to 8 and potentially 7, depending on how top-heavy your team is. So in my trade, I have Nick Young, Kevin Looney, and Golden State first-round pick heading to the Clippers for Avery Bradley. So, this is their shot. Golden State is the favorites to win the championship. They put themselves in a position where Nick Young is, uh, like, I don't want to use the word inconsistent, but maybe instant offense for the def- uh, for the bench. And he's played a good role, and he's definitely an exciting player to watch. I love having him in the NBA, and I hope he continues. He's a very fun player. And, of course, Kevin Looney, he's only on a one-year. Both of them are, so it clears some cap. Uh, for the Clippers, although it would have been clear regardless with Avery Bradley. But more than anything, forget the players, they get a first-round pick. As a team who just decided they want to blow up, it might not be the most valuable of picks, but we've seen with OG Ananobi, and we all don't even get me started with Isaiah Thomas in the second round, that there's some gems to be had, especially late first round. Even not if you as, got a second round. Not as the Clippers, because they don't know how to draft, so I don't know about that. Well, they got to learn how to draft, because they're blowing everything up, right? Yeah. So, I, I think Avery Bradley, they picked him up, and they can move him. It would be a beautiful move for the Warriors. They get a, a good lockdown defensive player on top of the fact they already have Livingston on the bench. So, their defense is about to be straight when the offense is not playing. I just think he's going to be a very important piece. They said they're interested in getting him, and I think this is a perfect way to get it done. Plus... Golden State is not going to die if they don't have their first round pick this year. So, you know, if they win the championship, they'll be straight. And honestly, Lo, I don't want to hear no complaints from you. This this trade right here is perfect for both teams. Do not start complaining. Go ahead. Look, man. I'm trying to... It's perfect. Is that what you want to say? Look, I got people hitting me in my DMs all the time telling me you have no idea... What you talking about basketball? <laughs> I can't believe you're going. And this is play. another great example of this. Well, one, I think that um, it's well, it's not it's not a terrible pick. It's not a terrible trade. I would just throw Javel in there because I feel like well, now I feel like it's been reported pretty consistently throughout the year that the Javel is looking for another option out because he feels as if they're not he's not getting a playing time with the team, and so uh, excuse me, but if you're winning championships, it doesn't matter. I, don't, I mean that's Golden I mean that's State what, that's what a, I'm just telling I'm just telling you that's what he oh, said. Do you remember Golden State gave him a chance? Remember after Washington at his height, it seemed like every other team has been downhill, and then Shaq in a fool was just eroding his image <laughs> one episode at a time. And Golden State saw him hoop and decided to give him a chance. So he's winning championships on the probably one of the best teams in NBA history. Come on, man. That has nothing to do with this trade. That could be a separate trade if you wanted to. I just don't see why. I, don't, I mean, but I mean, the other reason why. I just I'm think Kevin Looney's the potential pick, which is why he's in there. And Nick Young oh, yeah. is just kind of like a filler to make the contracts work out. But it's really just about the Clippers getting a pick and the Warriors getting Avery Bradley. That's all this really was. There was just two players involved to make 
the money situation work out because both teams are under the cap. Lo, if anybody hits you in your DMs or are now in the subreddit, both I want to see what people have to say because definitely this not is underneath the most the cap. They're definitely not underneath the cap. This trade just locks in and makes so much sense for both teams. There's no huge moves. It's just one team's trying to win and one team's trying to build. And both teams get to do that. So it's I want tra- you to agree with me on this one, Because none of this is about. This one here is it's safe. It's trash right? because you're giving more talent to the Warriors. That's why it's trash. Lo, are you alive? Yo, can you hear me? Listen, I understand that, you oh, know, okay, I, I might have been spitting pure logic there, man. Seems like Lo has just disappeared in the middle of the podcast, yo. I don't even know where he's what, man. Maybe he's talking. I just can't hear him. Hold on, wait, wait, Because I, I definitely talk. Lo! Lo, where'd you go? Yo, can you hear me now? What the hell? Man, I know he sucks. He was just so flabbergasted that agent can come up with such a competent trade that he was willing to just leave the podcast. And he just ended the call again on Skype. Listen here, guys. Lowe's going to try and cut this part out the podcast. All right. This is just a this is just a cold case of him just not being able to admit that I may be smarter than him when it comes to basketball. He's going to be watching this back when he's editing and he's going to have to make a decision whether he has the balls to let this one go through and let the people make the minds up themselves. Because this is, a, I mean, keep in mind, the pictures are going to be there on the on the subreddit. So you guys will have a chance to see. But this trade makes so much sense for both teams, man. No, anyway, the, reason, yeah. the reason why that trade is trash is because you're giving more talent to the Golden State Warriors. They don't need no more help, agent. I, I, yo, trust down, me. I don't down. want the trade to happen. I'm just saying if I was the Warriors... This would be the perfect trade. So at the end of the day, I'm so tired of the Warriors getting all these players. The same way I'm tired of the Cavs getting all the players. It's just, it's business, low. It's the move they're going to try and make. And the Clippers don't care. They're not trying to compete in the next couple years. So give it to them. If your Bradley's a one-year contract and they get a pick out of it. The reason why it's interesting is because it would definitely give them a really good bench. Like it would, and they already have a solid bench. I think they have a better bench than they normally have. I think people kind of embellish their weak depth. But think about having point guard Sean Livingston come out the bench, Avery Bradley at the two guard, and then having Andre Iguodala. And what's even crazier is that, if I'm not mistaken, they will get the bird rights to Avery Bradley so they're able to continue to go over the cap as time continues to progress. That's why it's so crazy. But if, if, you're, if you're a Warriors fan, and this has been discussed in the media over the past two to three days that they're trying really hard to get Avery Bradley. And for people out there who don't know, the reason why Avery Bradley is still a movable piece is because he hasn't played a game with the Clippers yet. And uh, even though they, they've thrown Tobias Harris out there on the floor, the reason why they're keeping Avery Bradley tucked out to the side is because as soon as he would play a game for the Clippers, he would no longer be able to be traded. So that's the reason why he hasn't played a game yet for the Clippers. But if if this were to go through... I think it works out on both hands. I understand, like, the Clippers definitely should not be expecting much for Avery Bradley, who's on an expiring contract, and uh, his value isn't the highest because he hasn't played the greatest. However, I think a lot of it just has to do with that trash-ass Pistons defense they've been playing so far this year. But I, I think it's I think it's a solid trade. Oh, my God. Lo came in here with a compliment, y'all. We're making history here on the – what do they call this podcast? I forgot. That's how trash it was. <laughs> that's how that's how I know you didn't know it was nothing to do with basketball. You don't even remember the name of that oh, the podcast. Secret Tunnel Podcast. Nah, you know, nah, 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 nah. You just that your your podcast name was trash. That's what it was. Uh, 
All right. Well, keep in mind, Avery Bradley was also dealing with injuries. So he's kind of, he's coming back from that. And I thought he'd be warm by now. But, yo, he's been shooting uh, 40% on the season. By the way, it does say he played two games for the Clippers. Uh, it does? Minutes each. Yeah. Damn, I don't know how the hell they're going to do that thing. Because I thought, I thought if you didn't play a game. Uh, man, Lo, you can make me say it, bro. You can make me say it, Lowe. Well, that's a side note. You're the one who trying to trade people him. hit me in my DMs oh my and God. always tell me Lowe doesn't know nothing about basketball. Why is he on the pod? I just, I, I don't know what to tell y'all, man. We can discuss it on the subreddit, man, but I just don't know what to tell you because he just, sometimes he just doesn't know information like this, man. It's, it's sad, but it's true. Lo, I accept you for who you are, man. Never change. It's okay not to know. I appreciate you. Also, as a, also as a side note, shout out to my man, Magic Johnson. For another fifty thousand dollar fine oh, to yeah. the Los Angeles yeah, Lakers for tampering yeah. with Giannis. Shout out to my man because if, if how much how much players he's he has a career high in tampering. How many more times? No, no, no. Let's get let's get something clear. These general managers, these GMs, these executives. I just said these general managers and, and these GMs as if they're not. the It's same okay, thing. Lo. It's okay. Oh, That's why God, people hit me in my DMs. <laughs> anyway, they they tamper all the time. It's just that magic. He's new to this, so he's a little wet behind the ears, so he doesn't know the whole... He don't know the lingo behind the conversation, so it doesn't come off as tampering. You know what I'm saying? So That was the weirdest idiom of all time, wet behind the ears. I'm going to use that, though. Yeah, he's he a, he a little wet behind the ears, so because it is, he don't know the lingo that got to be said so he don't get hit with tampering. You know when you buying some weed, you got to do the lingo out there so you know you ain't getting caught with it. That's, that's what This is doing. very, very different from buying weed, Lo. Come on, man. I'll, I don't know. Getting hit with a $50,000 fine, it ain't, it ain't that different. Keep in mind, the fines, I'm pretty sure, go to NBA Cares, right? It goes to a charitable, charitable organization uh, owned by the actually, NBA. Actually, no. The fines, if I'm not mistaken, the fines that the players, play, the, the players pay and the... No, take that back. You might be right. Some, I think some, I'm right, bro. Some, some type of fine. Oh, okay, this is what it is. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe that goes to the charity, and the the teams that are paying the luxury tax are all piled up, and then the rest of the money gets divided to the rest of the teams. Okay, I got you with the money. actual answer. What's the uh, answer? This is Wikipedia. I had to search this up. Oh, uh, Wikipedia. I can change it. The Wikipedia fine money answer. of the NBA players isn't donated to charities directly, according to the CBA. The NBA and the MPBA, the M. BPA, the Player Association, yeah, player first player. equally splits the fines collected by players, with half going to the Player Association and the league retaining the other half. Each then donates its portion to a group of charities. So I guess the Player Association, the NBA, chooses their charities and they donate to those. So, so should like twenty five percent go to so charity? So Magic Johnson is a philanthropist for doing what he did. Basically, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's yes. a fact. shout out to Magic Johnson for the donations, man. But um, yeah, uh, shout, yeah, that, shout out to Magic for the because he, he, yeah, he. I don't know what's up with him. He, you know, you know how blatant you have to be too. Like he must just be leaving voicemails. On, he did it on in a public interview. I don't know if you heard. Like, oh, it was in a public. public. I thought he was like leaving voicemails on Giannis. Like, hey, yo, man, <laughs> whenever you get the chance, man, hit me up in L.A. <laughs> yes, that's that that's that's a, that's a, yeah. He he just doesn't know the lingo because I've seen I've seen plenty of general managers and coaches talk highly of players, and they, they don't get hit with tampering. I, I yeah, you gotta you gotta know the exact words to yeah, use. You use the wrong word, word and. Yeah. The media is gonna hunt you down, you know. The league too. True, uh, but um, you got a little next yeah. trade, man. My trade is since we're doing, since we're just giving away talent to the top teams in the conference. 
I'm gonna, not my choice, bro. No, business no, business. I'm, I'm doing a, I'm doing a Boston Celtics trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. The Marcus Cousins went down. I know they're trying to, you know, finagle some trades from a couple of teams. They grabbed up Mirtich. However, I really don't think that's enough. And honestly, I feel as if the the um, Pelicans could put themselves in a way better situation when it comes to their Mirtich overall. Not enough. Mirtich, if you think Mirtich is enough, they're so and desperate. He's not, he's, I don't know if they've done this yet, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have. They're going out their way to sign a 10-day contract with the Mecca Okafor. When you get that desperate, when you're signing signing contracts to t- players <laughs> who are not even in the NBA anymore, I heard about that. You're yeah. you, you're desperate, so I'm gonna help out the um the Pelicans. The Celtics receive uh, Anthony Davis, Darius Miller, and Ian Clark, and on the other hand, and I'm um, sorry, Ian Clark. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So Celtics receive Anthony Davis, Darius Miller, Ian Clark, while the what? Pelicans. Whoa, chill out. While the Pelicans receive Al Horford, Jason Tatum, and either the Laker pick or the Sacramento pick. Obviously, because of the protections, it kind of depends on how that um, pick is conveyed. But th- that's the trade. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's hey. I, hey, let me, let me say this: If you're the, because I know a lot of Pelicans fans and a lot of people are like, why would they trade Anthony Davis? If we're going to be optimistic with Demarcus Cousins and his return to the league, if you think that a team would really just Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, because at best that team is the sixth seed in the Western Conference. So even if we're being optimistic that he's going to be able to return back to some level of eliteness that's going to be able to propel them a little higher than what they really should be, which is an eighth seed. At best, they're going to be the sixth seed. And that still is leaving massive holes throughout the rest of their lineup. However, you can get Al Horford, who still is a quality big man. It's not like Al Horford is trash. Jason Tatum, who's a young small forward that can give you, that can give you some progression at a position that you're definitely going to need some help in. And you're going to get another pick this year that's more than likely going to be a top five pick. Or a Sacramento Kings pick the year after that, which definitely will be a top five pick. And then you're still going to have Drew Holiday as well. That fills up the roster much better than just keeping what you have right now and trying to pick up players like Miritich and Emeka Okafor. Come on, let's chill out, bro. Honestly, it's, it's not a bad trade, but keeping in mind, man, first of all, I don't think the Celtics would give up Tatum just like that, even if it was. For a player like Anthony Davis, who for the first time this year in a while, he, like he, he hasn't had any injury problems, so that's blessed. Hopefully, he has the same trajectory as Curry, gets past the injuries and starts to dominate the NBA, being the MVP talks year after year. But I know that the Pelicans are trying to scramble now with the injuries to put together a playoff team. I just don't know what the urgency is for, except to prove to Demarcus that they do care. And he should stick around. The same way Blake moving, uh, I mean, the Clippers moving Blake was crazy. He's the face of the organization. Andy Davis is the face of the Pelicans. And to move him, you need to, in return, get another face or get some guys you know can develop into stars. Jason Tatum is great, low, But here's what I'm worried about. That Brad Stevens is such a fucking phenomenal coach. I was just about to say the exact same thing. I don't know if Jason Tatum is really that great or it's just Brad Stevens. So I think it's a decent trade. You said picks are moving. Where's the picks going? I missed that part. The pick is the um the Laker or the or the um Sacramento Kings pick that the Celtics have 
that are going to the Pelicans. So the Pelicans are going to receive Jason Tatum along with potentially a top five pick, either this year's draft or next year's draft. And they have Greg Monroe now. Greg Monroe, Anthony Davis. Oh, you're talking about about the Celtics, yeah. Greg Monroe, Anthony Davis. When Gordon Hayward comes back, he's going to be there. That's going to be a hard team, bro. Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving. Jeez, bro. That's a hard (laughs) team. Have Ian Ian Clark coming off the bench along with Miller. If they decide to keep Marcus Smart, which I don't think they're trying to trade him, but also Terry Rozier. Bro, that's a hard team. Well, Marcus Smart and Terry was here. I don't know how valuable those guys are. Uh, well, even they're, 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 just, they're fans, literally just trying to get rid of Marcus Smart. They're trying to trade him yeah, away from um, which is why I think Mubier, maybe, which is crazy as hell. Which I, I think, first of all, Darius Miller is my guy. So if he could win a championship, that would be dope. All right. What's Second he, of all, is he from? Um, he from uh, Canada? No, I, oh, I, I, just, I don't know. I'm him, just bro. asking. You know, since you said he's nah, your I guy, I some videos of him. Yo, he's really, he's really, he's really down to earth. He's a dope guy. I'm glad. He played in, I think, the German league when we were talking. He's back playing with the Pelicans and everything now, hooping. Um, anyway, besides the point, that's a decent trade. Low, I think you might be undervaluing Anthony Davis. And I think the only reason you do that is because you think he might potentially get injured in the future. Because I think he's more valuable than... Keep in mind, Anthony Davis is a bona fide star. Tatum is a guy we think can be a star. He's not a guaranteed star. And of course, Al Horford is Al Horford He's going to help the team regardless. But by doing this move, what happens when DeMarcus, you basically are getting rid of DeMarcus. You don't think he's going to resign and you're moving on from him, which would mean that the Buddy Hill trade was for no reason. Now, I know you don't really want to sit there and, you know, not make moves because of past moves and it might have looked bad for the manager here or there. But I just think they'll be giving up on the team they have now. And considering they were scoring at such a high clip, all I think they really needed was a couple lockdown defenders Without being able to give away some of the primary pieces like Anthony Davis. So that's just how I feel. I don't know if this is the right direction. I know the Celtics would be loaded. But I don't know if this is the best for the Pelicans. But they do have that pick. Although they've proved maybe outside of Anthony Davis that they don't really know what to do with picks. Um, but yeah, that's that's just how I feel about it. It's a decent trade. I just I think it's unrealistic. And the only thing I think, maybe just because there's so many big pieces being moved around. But I guess yeah, that's where I'm at. Plus, Horford's a pretty massive contract, by the way. I mean, that's I mean, that's really the only way to get a player such as Anthony Davis. To be honest yeah. with you, I mean, not a bad trade, though. I'm, I'm kind of proud of you for that trade. You came in here with some sus trades earlier, bro. I'm you came in with a good all, one right there, though. I just really lied in the beginning. All your trades are trash. Oh, okay. Bet. I, I lied I to you. I, li- I lied to you in your last one. All them trades are trash. Now nah, you you just said what your heart was feeling at the time, man. No need to go back on that now. No, all your so, trades are trash, bro. Uh, I guess we'll move on to... This is my last trade, by the way. I only made four of these. Um, now, this trade also involves the Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. Now, wow. Oh, my. You trying to send LeBron to the to the Raptors? <laughs> hey, we're sending LeBron for Norman Powell. What do you think about that? That is the worst <laughs> trade in the world. No. Uh, so, the Cleveland Cavaliers... Would get Sergi Baca, $20 million, and OG Ananobi for $1.6. The Raptors would get Kevin Love and that glorified first-round pick the Cavs been holding on to for so long. That's the trade, man. It's, it's a beautiful trade because the Raptors fix the issues with the Cavaliers. You're getting Sergi Baca, the shot blocker. That's his nickname. I can't lie to you, bro. And you get OG Ananobi, two of the once some primary defenders on a team 
that is dying for defense, right? This is the only thing they need is defense. And in return, you're giving away Kevin Love to the Raptors, who I think provides them a little bit more star power. I think, although Serge Ibaka's been shooting phenomenal this season. I was about to say, Serge Ibaka been shooting so damn well. Yeah, he's been shooting great this season. But I think we could agree overall, Kevin Love is the better shooter. The Raptors are losing out on defense, but they get offense. And they're top five in both offense and defense. So I think this is just some give and take action here. And of course, in return, the Raptors also get that first round pick. And we know, we know, the Raptors do well Well, with their picks. Let me me, me ask you this. So you're assuming that LeBron is staying. Uh, I'll, I don't. To be honest, I wasn't looking too much into the future because you don't know what LeBron is doing. I mean, but you, day, you think, would have to if you're giving up that pick. Potentially, but keep in mind, LeBron is also the GM. So when LeBron says he's putting pressure on the organization to make a trade to win for now, what's the thing they're missing? Defense. And the Raptors have a surplus of defenders. They have a lot of good defense. And these are two of the pieces who could not only perform defensively, but also are capable offensively. And I think that's what the Cavs are missing. And I think they need to make a move. And they're going to have to eventually give up the first round pick to do it. Because more important than anything, low, the Cavs don't have leverage. The Cavs have this year. They don't know if they have next year, the year after the year after to win a championship. LeBron is in your city this year. You have a chance to win. And you'd be crazy not to take a shot at it. So I think they're going to have to give up that first round pick. And in this situation, because Raptors have leverage and they're not trying to win this year and they have the pieces, they can eventually get that pick from the Cavaliers. I think it's a pretty solid trade. Uh, it's a pretty much even on cap space. The, the Cavaliers, you know, the Raptors are taking one million more. Uh, and I think Kevin Love is a good enough player where 22 million is not going to be an immovable contract. Three years. If something happens, it's not working out this year, they could also move him and it won't be too many issues. So what do you think, Love? I think it's a, a I think it's a nine out of ten trade. It's not ten out of ten, but it's nine out of ten. The only the reason why it's such a bad trade is because How is it everything a bad because, trade to low? Are you gonna let me finish, man? I are you gonna let me knowledge. are you gonna let me finish? Look, the reason why it's, I would say it's a bad trade is because I just I, I feel like you're forcing things again, man. Like, How I, is this I'm a, a force? I'm a, let me say let me say this to everyone who's listening. The Cavs are not going to do anything this uh, this free agent this um trade. They will. Now. They will do it. I don't think they're going to do anything. I they will do it. Le, LeBron, Le, if LeBron is putting pressure on you to do it, at the end of the day, you want him on your team. I think what? I they're think gonna... I think Dan Gilbert is at a point where him and LeBron are trying to play chicken. And Dan Gilbert is basically at his wits' end, and he's tired of the nonsense, and he's not going to. Budge. It doesn't. It doesn't matter, Lo. You I, don't, I don't. This. I don't. I don't think Dan Gilbert is trading. I think. I think Dan Gilbert is like, I got my pick. I got my ring. You do whatever you want to do since you're not signing no name with you're, a dotted line. You're missing line. the point, though, man. LeBron is in your city. You will not think, win a championship again without this guy. I don't. I don't. So think, if he's telling you to buy into this season and make the right moves, on top of the fact that. Every single time there's some sort of controversy, the whole Cavalier locker room is pointing fingers at Kevin Love. So, if that's the well, guy... That, that, that's, old, that's, that's another thing. Are you trading Kevin Love with a broken hand? Yeah, I guess so. I'm asking you as a Raptors fan. You Low, are the I'm, Raptors I'm just, winning I'm the at, championship I'm, I'm this season? I'm asking you. I'm asking you as a Raptors fan. Would you do that? And I'll counter with the question that's going to answer your question. Are the Raptors winning the championship this season? The answer is, say it with me. I don't no. know. I don't so know, no. They're, they're not going to beat the Warriors. 
So it just so you have to build for the next year. And I think Kevin Love the, is the not Raptors, building for the next year. Kevin Love is, I think a, is, it is a backward though. step for the Warriors. It's not a because for the, the Warriors, you, Lowe, the second you see someone get even close to twenty eight years old, you just oh don't no, that no, guy it's, is so no, old. He, he no, it's not it's not him him being old. He just doesn't match up well with the Warriors. When he was 20, 27, he didn't match up. He was twenty six. He didn't match up. No, well but with the them. Raptors aren't trying to match up with the Warriors now. You're missing the point. They're trying to match up with them soon. And the point of signing De- DeRozan and Lowry. What's the difference between now and soon? Because DeRozan and Lowry both expire, I believe, in 2020. And so that's the year where they're going to decide whether they take a step forward with the team or they take a step back as an organization. Until then, it makes sense to add pieces like Kevin Love, who's also on a three-year deal that expires at the same time. So they can have some sort of direction with the organization. So they're not in a situation like the Clippers, where once they trade Blake Griffin... They also have DeAndre and Lou Williams who are helping them win games. And they can't tank, but they can also win at the same time. And at the end of the day... Y'all are not letting Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan go anywhere. I mean, they, look, they, they, how it goes. Bro, they retiring with a Raptors jersey on their back. Like, I don't know what Well, you're... they might. And it would be a lovely story if they did. But at the end of the day, you know, Messiah Drew is going to do what's best for the team. Listen, I know Messiah Drew, right? If he was able to trade Bargnani to the dumbass Knicks... For literally the best bargain in human history, he can make anything possible. Serge right? Ibaka, his contract expires the same year. I don't know what you're talking about right now. This this trade gets worse every single time I do more research on it. Look, it's not it's not worse though because not only does Kevin Love, get, if you get Kevin Love, you're getting worse. You, why do you think that about Kevin Love? Because before Kevin Love relegated himself to a role player with the Cavaliers, I remember a guy who was dominating on what the board. What would he put up? What would he shoot, put up on? Frankly, he was dominating on a trash team. Just because, just because you stop, put up numbers, stop immediately. No, no, no. Stop. Do just not, because no. you put up great numbers on a bad team, that does not automatically make you a great player. That just means you're putting up great number on, on a bad team. I don't necessarily know what type of effect what? and dominance Kevin Love really and truly has. And on top of that, like I stated before, with the Warriors, he doesn't match up well. But let's take us let's take a step outside the Warriors. He really doesn't match up well with a lot of teams in today's NBA because how 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 the um power forward position is played in today's league, even the center position. He lost a lot of weight to make sure he spaced out the floor and moves more fluidly. And possibly if you put him in a system in which defensively there's a lot more coordination and, and communication amongst the players. I can't believe that. I can't believe what I'm hearing, yo. I just it's can't. not like Kevin Love was ever a good defensive player. You making it seem like I'm he saying wasn't, something crazy. He wasn't. He's never right, been a good defensive player. Low, no, you're forgetting things because you look, you're so micro focused on the players. The Raptors have been a spawn of phenomenal defensive players for the last few years. Dwayne Casey was an assistant coach with the Mavericks in the championship season and all, he was a defensive coach. That's what he does. So when he came to the Raptors, he just turned everyone to good defenders. And of course, that's why the Raptors were commonly known as a team that chokes in the playoffs because their offense was so inconsistent. And so where it seems like they've solved that issue this season with more ball movement, I think Kevin Love would fit in better. And I do think that with the coaches and the team that the Raptors have, that if they can't develop Kevin Love into a decent defender, they could at least match him up with someone like Lucas Naguera at the center spot who's been playing more and more minutes in and out depending on injuries, or even Pirtle, who's an athletic big. So I think if you do do a trade like this, Jonas definitely has to go because you don't want your whole front court to be guys who can't defend it, at least not to the status of the guys who are being moved to Cleveland. But keep in mind, Lowe, you're forgetting. 
There's a first round pick involved, baby. <laughs> There's a first if, round if pick you're, involved. You're talking about a first round pick to a team that's trying to win within the next three years. That doesn't make any. That's that. That still doesn't make any sense. You're collect. You're collecting assets that you don't really need. That's like me saying you you're about? you're getting another starting point guard. Like you don't need a starting point guard. Why would you need another pick? What what's what's the purpose of having a pick if you're a team? That's attempting uh, to win the championship. Low. In young the next young three low years. doesn't doesn't get it at this point, man. But it's it's okay if you don't understand. Look, I'm gonna low. tell you right now, they definitely gonna tell me you got this is this is a trash trade. How is this this not? Because you're just saying that to try and influence people to think that way. I, not, hey, just, trust me, when they come in my comment section before the next podcast drop, you know, they no, are they already you know you're gonna say something the same crazy. Thing? I just don't bring it up all the time like you. Agent, that you never say crazy happens. shit too. Look, you went on a podcast and said MVP Rose, if he played in current day, wasn't a top ten player. That's crazy. Everyone knows he's that's not. Crazy. Except you. If, no, I'm look, just bringing up crazy shit. You but said, he's not. But he's not. But he's not though. Every two seconds on a pod. That's all I'm saying. Look, bro. look, look man. Look, man. We, we're spending way too much time on this because I I got a whole bunch of people who send me some tweets. This is my last trade right here. Charlotte Hornets trying to move Kimba Walker, obviously. Kimba Walker, he's only on, if I'm not mistaken, two or three-year deal left on his contract. And Michael Jordan is trying to receive some type of upcoming players or at least one player. So to the Knicks, you're going to get Kimba Walker, just Kimba Walker. Charlotte Hornets, you're going to receive Ron Baker, Frank Nielakina, and Willie Herman Gomez. If you are the Charlotte Hornets. What? Huh? Why would, Jesus, you just named a bunch of nobodies, man. God, I mean, damn. I mean, Frank Nielakina is a, he just got drafted this year. Willie Herman Gomez got drafted, I think, two years ago. So he, he's still fairly young. He's like 20, 22, 23. And it, I mean, even if you, if you got to throw a draft pick in there, that's cool as well. But the problem about Kimball Walker is that since he's only on a contract for two to three years, you really don't know what he's going to do either. So his value as a player isn't that high anyway. And Kimball Walker is at best an all-star in the NBA right now. So, in the Week Eastern Conference on top of that. So it's not like we're even I mean Kimball Walker's a solid player, but he's not he's not that great of a player for you really to give up the kitchen sink for him. However, if you are a New York Knicks fan, you definitely will look forward to having a point guard that's able to contribute would, right now. Why would I just don't get why the Hornets would make that trade. I get the Knicks need a point guard, but you every time I bring up the Raptors, force trade, agent, force trade. If this is not a definition of a force trade, my guy, come on, man. I mean, the Knicks are getting a, a Frank Nielakino who just got drafted this year, and they can potentially get it if they want to. If you want to throw in a pick, then throw in a pick too. You can't trade. You can't change a trade now. Talk about throwing a pick, my guy. I just said it not too long ago. What are you talking about? And you said if you want to throw in a pick, just throw in a pick. Like, yeah, if, if you want to add, and like, come on, man, just add Przingis. If you want to add Przingis, just throw oh, him in. Oh my God, see you. <laughs> you sound like you just throwing. You're ODing right now. You're just going all over the place, bro. Yeah, low. I, I I brought up a beautiful trade. <laughs> and, and including a pick that the Cavaliers that is not that's not that is not a beautiful and, and also the the um it's the Brooklyn pick they, man. The, it, but Wait. also also the um the Cavs wouldn't give up the Brooklyn's pick for for Serge Ibaka and OG and Anobi. What sense does that make? They they're about to when LeBron leaves, they're gonna do whatever it takes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, that man, that man Dan Gilbert does not care if that man LeBron. <laughs> he doesn't I, care, bro. Yo, Dan Gilbert might dislike LeBron or have some sort of like back and forth with him, but he knows, he knows 
How irrelevant was Cleveland? Kyrie's a great player, but he couldn't do shit until LeBron got there. If if it take if it takes four years for them to do what they need to do, then so be it. But they get a head start with a top ten pick this year. No, keep in mind, pick. Cleveland is one of those cities nobody really wants to go to, and LeBron made it desirable hey, because he was I mean, there. Hey, that's first of all who who went to who went to Cleveland outside of, and really he didn't even go. He was traded. But outside of Kevin Love, who decided to go to Cleveland and stay in Cleveland? Nobody. Okay, so unless LeBron, they went, unless LeBron they went, really didn't even make it desirable. No, you're missing the point. LeBron was signing all his friends. Yeah, he's signing Ray. That's Allen, what I'm saying. That's, fr- that's friends, though. I but they're also really phenomenal or veteran players. I was about that to say you might throw the word phenomenal out on D Wade. Chill out. Listen. All right, Lo. What's your next trade, man? All right, my last trade for the podcast. It's trash. The trade is trash. <laughs> oh wow! I've declared it's trash. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to figure out how to get Kimball Walker out of the Charlotte Hornets. So we're gonna send him to the New York Knicks because they need a point guard. He's a Brooklyn native, and in return, the Charlotte Hornets are gonna receive Ron Baker, Frank Nealakina, Willie Herman Gomez, and a first round pick. That's look. Come on, man. I know you didn't think that trade was actually gonna fly. Why is that not a good trade? Do you need me to answer that, my guy? I, Come I, on, need, man. I need you to answer because they get two. Yo, young if players. you said my trades before wait, were to force, anytime I brought force trade, this is the definition of force because I tried to make a Kemba Walker trade and I couldn't find any pieces that the Knicks can trade. Unless you're giving up Porzingis, man, it's not going to happen. Who are they going to give away? Tim Hardaway Jr.? Low. Come on, man. There's no Bro, real reason for that. You just traded the second best player on the Cavs to a conference rival. You were forcing. This You're really, the only person that cares about that conference rival shit. Every team just wants to get better at the end of the day. Look, man, I'm looking I'm looking at a, a player in Kimball Walker that needs to be moved, some young pieces in Frank Nielakina, Willie Hernan Gomez, and a pick. And a first round pick this year. Unprotected. More than likely gonna be middle of the middle of the pack for Kimball Walker, who at best is an all star in a weak Eastern conference. And he's on a two year deal. That's more than enough for Kimball Walker. We're gonna keep it a buck. So you're telling me that the Hornets have been listening to trades all this time, and there's been a lot of interest for Kemba Walker, and that has this been? is has what there, they, been? there has been. You think this is what they're about to settle for? Keep yes, mind, yes, I do. Any think person, actually. any person they get with that first round pick is not going to be. What's the chance he's going to be a better player or worth more than Kemba Walker? Yeah, you know, like Kemba Walker is that great of a player where that's a big mountain to climb. That means you just don't see it then, man, because he, he has way more value than what you just pitched him as. Of no, course, for the Knicks, he, he, this he's makes on, perfect he's sense. On, he's only on the contract for two years. No, for the Knicks, you're just giving away random pieces left and right in return for a position that you need. So in the situation where the Hornets, I was going to say the Bobcats, have a lot of leverage, why would they do this trade? Because they don't have to. The Knicks need a point guard more than they need all the extra random know. stuff. I don't know how you don't it. think. Their star player is being left is about to leave in two years. How they don't need to trade him? There's a okay load. If there's a need to trade Kemba, it's not for what they got back in return. They're gonna have to at least get one potential guy that has high potential. Not kind of he could be decent. He has a chance of being this. You just gave him a bunch. Of, it's almost like that Carmelo trade. If in return uh, the Nuggets got like nobody except just like. Like, if they got, like, like average 60 overall players, man. Come on, yo. Look, man. For people out there who listening, let me know who had better trades. Because 
My trades was way better than agent. Mine, mine actually solved problems for both the teams. No, just, come no. on, yo, come on, man. Yo, they they gonna let us know. And people, I know y'all, you all like telling me agent doesn't know nothing about basketball in my DMs. But it you're get, the only one who said gets, that. Nobody gets, said that. It gets to you. underneath his skin, so you know, let's let's calm it down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You think that gets underneath my skin, though? <laughs> I know it gets underneath your skin. Yo, when we get off this podcast, no, Agent, when we get this podcast, Agent Loki be all in his, in his feelings. He FaceTime me. He's like, man, I just, I'm just trying to get to know basketball. I don't even have an man. iPhone, so you know he's lying. Keep oh, you Skype, you Skype me then. Fine, Agent. Fine, you Skype Oh, okay. Me. All right. He Skype me with the, with the camera on. He all, he all crying and stuff, trying to tell me like, man, they just, I'm just trying to learn basketball. And I'm like, trust me, in due time, Here's the thing. You'll be where I'm at. You'll be where I'm at. You might pretend to know more than you know, but if I if there's a situation or an area where I don't I don't if I don't know something, I'm gonna say I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend like I know something to put on a show. At the end of the day, people know people know. Yeah, I know what I know and I don't know what I don't AJ, know. You just but trade no Nick Young. You just trade Nick Young. You're just making these people up, man. You Come traded on, man. Nick Young you, to the Clippers, bro. Did you, you forgot the only reason that trade went through. That's because of Avery Bradley. <laughs> Come on. I, listen, at the end of the day, we all don't want Golden State to get better unless you're a Golden State fan. But is the trade that makes sense for both of the teams involved? That, that's that's the goal of both trades, right? I guess. Yo, if that was the case, then some of your trades should never exist there. But, yo, to all my podcast listeners out there, thank y'all for, for messing with us. We're going to try to get this podcast out as soon as possible because the trading deadline is, like, literally right around the corner so y'all can listen to it. Sooner than and later. Head to the subreddit and and I want to see what people actually say. Lo just makes up stories about what people tell him in his DMs. <laughs> Who about do this you for want, sure? Do you Lowe. want do you want this to be public? Do you want people to publicly tell you that you have no idea what you're talking about? All right, that's fine. But I want it to be done publicly where they can also criticize you for saying something crazy like Kemba Walker goes to the Knicks from nothing in return and a devalued first round pick in which they would never get someone as good as Kemba in return. Any, I mean, but then you're obviously when you're trading away a player like Kimba Walker, more than likely you're not going to receive a, a, the same caliber of player, if not better, in return. That's just how it works. But yo, let us know what you think about our trades. Hit us up on Twitter. Like Agent said, we're going to get a subreddit going sooner than later, hopefully before the trading the trading deadline. The trading deadline for people out there who don't bro, just know, make it. It's Feb- I'm gonna right? make it. I'm gonna make it. Yo, chill out, bro. Okay. I don't know when this podcast gonna come out. So hopefully by the time the podcast come out, it should already be up. But February eighth is when the trading deadline. I'm pretty sure Agent didn't know that because you know he's a little off. So I'm letting out everyone know. I we talked about it on the last pod. Why are you always trying to man? man. Yo, can I talk to my people? Yo, they're my people too. Yo, shout out. Yo, shout out to everybody who's listening and watching. We're gonna have something up on the subreddit. Yo, um, my man, Agent, you gonna? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Blake Griffin. Since this is a secret tunnel, you're saying se- that like it's the yo, secret I'd tunnel be podcast. Blake Griffin. Yo, uh, Blake Griffin, yeah, how about the people, man, Blake? First of all, this is the secret tunnel podcast. Hey, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, drop a five star on iTunes, or I actually don't know how they rate stuff on other platforms because I usually just listen on iTunes. But whatever you're listening on, rate, rate us, bro. Hey, I know Lo can say some crazy stuff. But it's a podcast, you know what I mean? It's just opinions, right? Uh, and opinions. that's that's really all we had to say. I kind of enjoyed this one, man. You're Because it it's was different. And I knew you were going to disagree with anything regardless of how much sense it made. But I feel like I came through with some nice shit. Uh, 
But yeah, anyway, we do this all the time. Anytime we do something like this, we did it last trade deadline, the one before that. I low can see a trade that is so glorious, it can make your mouth water, and he'll find a way to criticize it no matter what. But at the end of the day, when you see trades go down in the NBA, Lowe is still criticizing those trades, even though they went through. And sometimes there's winners and losers, but there's times I was about where to both say, the teams won. Just because a trade goes through, that does not mean it's a good trade. But there's times where both the teams won. And I think the trades that I came through with was one of those situations. And I liked your, your third trade, uh, the Anthony Davis one. It was, in, I don't, I wouldn't do it if I was the Pelicans, but I think there's a possibility something like that happens. But that's where I'm at, yo. You low key, like, you you like all my trades, let's be honest. Well, I'm not going to tell you how I see it, bro. And I just, there was one trade that was really interesting. The rest were kind of just average, man. Oh, and my goodness. We're about to end the back. podcast without highlighting some players, bro. Highlight some players for us, Blake Griffin. <sighs> Don't call me Blake Griffin, man. You named my this highlight a secret player is Blake Griffin. I'm about to say low-key. It my, might actually be Blake Griffin. Low key. My highlight player is Blake Griffin, who uh, we had some doubts about. And who knows how he'll perform in the playoffs or will if this trend will continue. But he's been doing a very consistent job of scoring in the offense. And just providing to the team. And he said in interviews that he doesn't want to get in the way of what the team is already doing good. He just wants to add to what the team already has. And he's been doing a really solid job, surprisingly. The spacing, as ridiculous as it might seem, having both Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond on the same floor, is so far working out. And they're doing a pretty decent job. I'm hoping it continues. Shout out to Blake. Has a new home. Looks kind of dope in the in the Pistons jerseys. And is is doing a very surprising job at fitting in. Yo, my my um my uh highlight player is well, I got two of them. One he's a, one of them is a retired player. Shout out to Magic Johnson trying to go out his way to get um really <laughs> go go get Giannis. You know what I'm saying? He he got to go get Giannis, man. That's, so shout out to my man, uh my man Magic Johnson. But we also gonna keep the Laker theme going. Julius Randle, even though I couldn't find a home for Julius Randle in this podcast, and neither could agent. And there's a few players we definitely couldn't find some some um, players to move around. Julius Randle recently, he's been playing a lot better, getting a lot more touches, especially since Lonzo's been out the lineup and they've been having some injuries. And he's been playing really, really good. Hopefully that raises up his um his stock, his trading stock, because um him and Luol Deng need to get the hell off the Lakers. So shout out to my man wow. Julius Randle. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Julius Randle fan, but he's he's definitely been playing. He's been, he even playing like really, really good, really, really good. So shout out to Julius Randle, man. I, I, I see you putting in work, man. So on that note, thanks for coming on, coming through on the the Secret Tunnel Podcast, man. We'll catch you guys on the next one. And I'm out. Peace. Peace. Honey. In here. Oh, you painted the ceiling. Yep. Blue. Feels so much less cooped up, right? I guess. What's the yellow paint for? Well, the floor needs a double line, otherwise it's chaos. Can you hand me that yield sign? It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.